Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Let's get on to some shout-outs. Lucia from New York shared a drawing that I loved. Thank you for that, Lucia. I think if you were a character from the stories, you would be a mist fairy princess with extraordinary powers that you channel through an amulet that hangs from a necklace. Thanks for listening, Lucia. Clara and Miles are big fans. They drew a picture and created some ninja characters with Lego figures. That was awesome, you two. I think if you were characters from the stories, you'd be the leaders of a protector's guild on City Island, where you would regulate your neighborhood and keep the residents there safe. Thanks for listening, Clara and Miles. Visit KidStoriesPodcast.com to download free worksheets related to each of the Back to the Valley episodes. Today's episode is titled, Oh, come on, this is ridiculous. Why do I keep falling through portals and traveling to strange places? Part 5. Except, just to keep things short, let's call it Back to the Valley Part 5. The ninjas woke on Marisongale to the recent memory of their ship being stolen by the thieves' guild known as the Crows. The ninjas underestimated the thieves and now were stranded on a little fishing island far from home. Old Witch Tubes had spread her map out over the kitchen table and was showing June and some ninjas where they were headed. Based on Relna's direction, the crystal dragon flew straight out this way. She traced a path with her finger until it reached an island on the map. To this island, Eldermore. Some people call it the Floating Gardens. It's covered with the rarest and most exotic plants in the world. Yeah, but why there? asked Ben-Ben, scanning the map at all the other places the dragon could have went. The flowers, said June. Relna said she took the dragon flowers a couple times a week and she would eat them. I bet the dragon is looking to be surrounded by delicious plants. Exactly, said Tubes. That island is covered in the most dense foliage, vines as thick as your wrist, trees stretching up to the clouds. Some of the most magical plants in the world grow there. It is, without comparison, the most incredible collection of vegetation ever. Sounds awesome said June. Now we just need to find a way to get there. A silence fell over the table then as the group had not really figured that out yet. They could maybe buy a new boat, but in order to do so, they would need to sell everything. All their gear, their horses, all the potions and things they brought, and they were not too keen to do that. But Relna was there now too, helping them sort out their navigation. Even though she was a young kid, she had a lot of knowledge about the surrounding island routes. You could hop a ride in my sister's fishing boat. It's little, but she'd drop you off, I bet. The ninjas truly had no other feasible option, so they took Relna up on her offer and shortly after they found themselves on the docks. Sounds like you ninjas are in a bit of a spot then, huh? Said Zelna, Relna's sister. She patted the side of her fishing boat. Well, me and my boat Ginger here don't mind helping out at all. It'll be a tight fit, but come on, we'll get you where you need to go. The ninjas stood on the dock for a moment, looking at the boat and wondering how they would all fit. Even if it were just the ninjas, it would be a tight fit, but they had their horses as well. Well, they didn't have much of a choice. They led the horses onto the boat and left them there on the deck. The ninjas stood cramped between the horses hoping the trip wouldn't take too long. 
You all can feel free to go down below, but there's not much room down there either, said Zelna. I'll try and catch some wind and get us there quick. With the way the boat crawled out from the docks, June and the ninjas knew it would not be a quick trip. The boat bobbed through the water at a snail's pace, and soon Rye was asleep on top of Mystic, and Tim and Ray were asleep, crammed between their two horses. The trip continued, uneventful, until Zelna called out. There's the island you're looking for, and we got company, she hollered over the sound of the waves. Friends of yours? Everyone on deck turned their heads around, looking for the approaching boat and Eldermore Island. At about the same time, they all spotted a boat cutting through the water coming right for them. And as it got closer, they saw very clearly that it wasn't just a boat. It was their boat. The crows are back, said Tatiana, readying her bow. Or maybe they never left, said June. They've probably been keeping eyes on us from a distance this whole time. But what do they want? They already stole our boat, yelled Tim. The ninjas all armed themselves, and soon the boats were close enough that they could yell back and forth. And where do you think you're going, ninjas of Valley Town? yelled the leader. Have you come to deliver us another boat? You already took our boat. This one doesn't belong to us, said Tubes. Leave us be and let us finish our mission. We won't let you do anything, said the leader. You crossed the crows and now you'll pay. Not just once, but forever. You'll never go anywhere without looking over your shoulder, without wondering if we'll show up to ruin your day. Now everybody out of that boat. You're going to have to swim. The ninjas couldn't believe this request. They could swim to the island, but it wasn't close at all. It would take them hours, and they wouldn't be able to take their horses. Tatiana raised her bow and knocked an arrow. Not gonna happen, crow. We're not leaving our horses. Or our cat, yelled June. If you don't jump ship, we're gonna blast it to pieces, said the leader. Then the other thieves made themselves known. They popped up from behind boxes and leaned out from behind the mast. Two thieves in particular rolled previously hidden cannons out into view, pointed at Zelna's boat. Things got very real now. If their choice was cannon fire or a long swim, then obviously they were going to choose a swim. Stella peered across the water to the island of Eldermore, trying to judge the distance. And before anyone could take the plunge, she piped up. I can get us there, she said to the others on the fishing boat. Are you sure, Stella? It's so far away and there are so many of us, said Tubes. I've been training for this. I can do it, she said. Just remember the farts. June was confused, especially by the last part. What? What are you talking about? Remember my teleportation? I'm going to try and teleport us to the island, Stella answered. Okay, but what about, did you say, did you say something about farts? Asked June. From across the water, the crow's leader barked again. Time's up, ninjas. Get wet or we light the cannons. No time to explain, said Stella. She closed her eyes to focus her magic, and a strong, tight wind swirled all about them for a second until they blipped out of sight in a bright flash. The thieves all squinted from their boat at the light and were stunned. 
impressed, and angered at the ninja's disappearing act. Meanwhile, the entire group of heroes opened their eyes and found themselves on Eldermoor. Before anyone could act, though, every person, horse, and cat let out a considerable fart. It was like a chorus of toots. And never before had so many people and animals all farted at exactly the same time in the same place. June, the only one who didn't know why that just happened, shouted out, What was all that about? Did we just all fart? And then the smell around them made it very clear that that was exactly what happened. The ninjas, Tubes, and June all took many steps away from the horses, since their farts were particularly offensive. Oh, Mystic, that is so awful, said June, covering her nose and wondering how something so stinky had come from something so beloved. Yeah, that's what I was starting to tell you, about the farts, began Stella. You remember the last time you were here, back when we met with the soothsayer and everything and I accepted that curse? Mental pictures flashed in June's mind as she recounted those events. Yeah, of course I remember all that. Well, the curse was that whenever I use my magic, my teleportation, I fart, Stella said. And we figured out a while ago that it's not just me. Whoever else teleports with me also farts. It's no big deal, unless it's your first time. Then it can be a little weird. Or unless there are eight horses, added Tim. Are you all right, Stella? asked Tubes. I'm good. Kind of exhausted and empty feeling, said Stella. Something tells me after that jump I won't be able to teleport anything for a few days, maybe longer. Tubes nodded. Well, we appreciate not having to swim a few miles. Now let's button this up before the crows come back. They all mounted their horses and began trotting through the thick jungle to the small mountain on the island since mountain caves were pretty much the first place to look when you were seeking a dragon. The hike took quite a while since the terrain was so thick. Tree trunks stretched up to the skies, coiled with thick vines sprouting flowers of all colors. Carnivorous plants snapped at them as they trudged through the undergrowth. Purple, pink, and black pollen was knocked from the flowers of plants as brightly colored bees buzzed all around them. They could spend months here exploring all the plant species on this little island, but they needed to find the crystal dragon before the crows caught up with them. After trudging through the jungle island, they finally reached the modest mountain in the middle and began climbing up to a large open cave entrance. This cave was massive, like a giant hand reached down and scooped a huge chunk of mountain right out. There was more than enough room for all of them and their horses. The view from there was astounding, and they took a moment to appreciate the landscape. But there's nothing here, said June, interrupting the viewing party. She looked to the back of the cave and scanned the ground for clues the way she saw the ninjas do. There's dragon tracks and everything, but the cave is empty. And it was. It was much like the cave they found on Marisongale where there were prints and tracks and food remains, but no dragon. June felt dejected. It was hard enough looking for a way home without a gang of thieves out there foiling every plan they made, but with the crows on their heels and disrupting everything, it all seemed much less possible.
and the ninjas felt pretty dejected as well. Finding a dragon that didn't want to be found was proving near impossible. As they began discussing their next steps, Tim commented, Well, look at it this way. At least your cat has learned how to levitate. That's a positive. What are you talking about? asked June. And Tim pointed to the rear of the cave where Rye was seemingly laying on air, all stretched out and purring. For a moment, June thought that he had somehow gained some magical powers. Or maybe he had gotten into someone's flying powder or something. And as she stepped over to investigate, the space between Rye and the ground turned a scaly white, and the form of a dragon appeared. I thought if I stayed invisible, you'd all just go away, grumbled the dragon. It almost worked, too. Why is this thing laying on me? The dragon turned her head and rolled her eyes to look at Rye, who was rolling around on the dragon. That's my cat, said June. He must like you. Uh-huh. What are you doing here? Asked the crystal dragon. I need your help, said June. I'm not from here. I'm from another place, another dimension or something. Me and my cat and my horse fell into a fairy ring portal and it brought me here. So, I can't fly to other dimensions, said the dragon. I can't help you. Go away. Tubes stepped forward and added to the explanation. I'm Old Witch Tubes. From the valley, I, I had an idea. Given your powers... The valley? growled the dragon. Is that Ninja Momo with you? The dragon stood, and Rai slid off her back. She craned her neck and looked for Momo among the ninjas. No, he didn't come, said Tubes. Good. Tell him he's wise for not coming. I would have swatted him off the mountain again, the dragon said. Yes, he told us you two had some bad blood, but, but that's not why we're here, continued Tubes. As I was saying, given your powers, I thought you could use this to get June where she needs to go. Tubes revealed the crystal ball from her bag. The crystal dragon sprung forward, and looked deep into the crystal ball. She took it into her clawed hand and rolled it around. You think I could use the crystal ball to... Yes, I see. The dragon thought for a moment, staring into the crystal ball, and clouds formed within the ball and swirled. It was like the dragon was communicating with the crystal ball somehow, seeing into it. It's possible said the dragon. I've never done it before, but I'll try. The dragon turned and looked at June, who was holding Rye in her arms now. She turned to the horses and said, Which one of these snacks is for me? The dragon lumbered closer to the horses, looking them over. No, yelled June. You can't eat the horses. I wasn't going to eat all of them, said the dragon. Just the one you brought for me. We didn't bring any horses for you to eat, June continued. We rode them here. Oh, I see. You know, most people bring a dragon a gift if they're asking it for a favor. Even Momo knew that, the dragon said. The ninjas realized this made sense and they were a bit embarrassed they didn't think of it. 
The notion that they would just show up and ask the most reclusive dragon for help just because was silly. The ninjas began emptying out their bags of anything valuable that a dragon might want, mostly potions and magical things. They mumbled among themselves as they gathered a pile of stuff to offer the crystal dragon. The crystal dragon turned to June. She got face to face with the girl and said, I'll take you back to your home, if I can come with you. Come with me? Well, I mean, I don't think that would work. There are no dragons where I live, and people would be afraid of you, and where would you live? June replied. It sounds like the perfect place to be alone, said the dragon. If dragons aren't real in your world, then no one would go around looking for a dragon, especially one that didn't want to be found. The dragon then turned and glared at the ninjas, who looked away sheepishly. And I can turn invisible. So that'll help. June considered her options and realized that she didn't have any. If the dragon said her only way home was if the dragon came with her, then that's how it was going to be. I guess, then... Okay, said June. Great, said the dragon. She popped the crystal ball into her mouth and swallowed it. The crystal ball glowed so brightly inside the dragon that they could all see it shining through her body. A bright light shined out from the dragon's eyes and mouth. All right, then. Step inside. The dragon then stretched her mouth open unbelievably wide. Her bottom jaw was resting on the floor of the cave and the top of her mouth was all the way up to the ceiling. I need to go inside your mouth? asked June. That's crazy! The dragon's mouth snapped shut. It's the only way, she said. You were just about to eat my horse and now you want me to just step into your mouth? June said. The dragon rolled her eyes. If I wanted to eat you, I would. I would not need to trick you into my mouth. I could eat each and every one of you, including the horses, without much concern. If you want to get home, then this is the only way. June sighed, and with Rye in one arm, she took Mystic's reins in her other hand. She turned to the ninjas and said, Thanks again for everything. I hope this works. It will, said Tubes. They finished their goodbyes, and again the dragon stretched her mouth open to impossible size. June led Mystic in first and gently patted the horse's hindquarters. It continued into the dragon's body, somehow disappearing inside. With one last look out to the ninjas and the island behind them, June and Rai went into the dragon's mouth and it closed on them. Bright light continued to shine out from the dragon's eyes and then its entire dragon body began glowing brightly. The ninjas looked away from the blinding light and a swirling wind filled the cave. When the ninjas looked back to the dragon, it was gone. June expected the inside of the dragon to be, well, like the inside of a dragon. But there were no slimy guts or anything. It was like a bright open space in there. And she could see the crystal ball glowing brightly. It felt like her and Mystic and Rye were just walking on air in an outer space that was filled with brightness instead of darkness. 
and then everything began to close in on them. The space they were in got smaller and smaller until she could feel the edge of space press against her and she could press back against it, like they were in a bright bubble that was getting smaller and smaller around them. And as it hugged them and they were pressed against each other tightly, their eyes closed against the brightness, and when they opened them, they were back in the field. June was laying down in the grass with Rye next to her, and Mystic was licking the salt block nearby. June stood and looked around. She wondered how much time had passed here in her world. She heard a rustling in the trees beyond the fence. She looked out into the forest and saw the dragon's floating head, the rest of her being invisible. The dragon winked at June, and then blipped out of sight. June dusted herself off. As she placed Rye onto Mystic's back, she noticed the fairy ring behind them. She stood right next to it and felt a strange energy. The ring glowed gently. June kicked a few of the mushrooms out of the ground, and the glowing stopped. She walked back to Mystic, climbed back up in the saddle, and the three continued their trot around the field. Meanwhile, the ninjas walked around in the cave, still kind of amazed that they had just watched a dragon eat a horse, a girl, and a cat, and then disappear to another dimension. That was wild, said Bulis. Yes, I've seen some stuff, and even I think that was nuts, said Tubes. Now, let's go deal with these crows. The End Thanks for listening, friends. Be sure to visit kidstoriespodcast.com to download free worksheets related to the Back to the Valley series. And send all your drawings and things to kidsstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Adios.